This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, hello there. What, you didn't know? My name's Chris Machete. And this is Machete Comics. Woo! Hey, welcome back! You can see I got some new purchases here. I got the WWE F Tag Team Belts, which is rad. I, I, I love these. They're plastic, but I don't care. I collect them. I'm bidding on the Intercontinental uh, title right now. It's a white belt, another plastic one, but that's cool. So, hey, welcome back to the show. Again, I'm guerrilla styling our intro. I'll only say that one more time. You're going to get the hint, right? So, cheers. Party on. Be excellent to each other. My name is Chris. I'm the owner of Machete Comics. Chris Machete Cochran is my name. So, I'm downstairs in our basement. My daughter was, our daughter was living here. Uh, she came back during covid and as you can see, I've, I've ripped this, well, not ripped it apart, but we've taken it apart. I had to touch up a bunch of things, too, because as uh, maybe some of my friends can contest that, I, I did this very quickly. But I did the work down here, so. But these lights got to go. Where was the lights? I can show you here. Yeah, these, they hang. Look at my head. Hello. They hang. we got to get rid of those. That's for my daughter. Um, but what I'm doing down here, you can see all my comic books over there and some Star Wars toys. Um, I'm going to turn this into a super rad hangout area. I wouldn't call it a man cave. I'd call it more like a film classic toy area. I'll come up with a better name, or if you have one, let me know. You know, some of the rad things that I want to have down here, I, I picked up this classic tabletop hockey game from way back. I'm going to refinish that. I want to fix that up. Couch has got to go, my friends. But these are cool here. Check these out. I just picked these up the other day. Look at these classic games. We got Connect Four, we got Operation, some Intercom Telephone. I'll sell some of these. There's a Pac-Man game in there. ACDC, no, that's not the band. And this little train set thingy here is so cool. I'll have to pop that out and show you how that works because that's really neat. Woo! And yes, uh, I, I got Rebound down here, um, woo, which I'm not very good at. But you got to have your classic retro game systems if you're a dude like myself. Um, what do we got down there? That is the Super Super Nintendo. We've got oh, the original Game Boy, which I will get out and show you. That's got the magnifying glass and everything. There's the classic NES. We've got the 64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. Um, underneath a retro or a new age Sega Genesis. I also have this cool little retro player here that plays both PS or uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and the regular Nintendo games. So we're gonna have. I want to have all these set up as well. As I say, we're in the midst of just renovating. And oh, I got this remote control uh, Millennium Falcon here. That'd be really rad. And of course, we got more games. Star Wars Monopoly. Uh, you can't have too many games, right, Darth Vader? Darth Vader agrees. Oh my gosh! Now the final thing that I'm gonna have to. Situate, here's my comic books. Um, I'm going through, and a bunch of them are going to a safe deposit box. And I know what you're thinking. Do you really have comics that are worth a safe deposit box? Uh, maybe. <laughs> anyway, folks. So, yeah, I, so I'm getting it all together. We're, we're getting there. Oh, a new purchase that I just got. I thought this was great. I found some more of these Mary the Children uh, books. There's two in there. I also scored a Transformers. But anyway, comic books, comic books, comic books. I 
love my comic books. So yeah, welcome to the Bigfoot episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Bigfoot, one of the conspiracy theories that I have not seen a lot of proof on. Uh, my buddy's coming up here. He has been in the forest most of his life. He is the producer of a, a fishing and hunting show and a, a close friend of mine. So he's, we're going to talk serious business about that. Uh, right off the bat here, though, let's look at some Bigfoot evidence, folks. Uh, let's, let's get the show going. Cheers. Hello, planet Earth. All right, there's our intro. So I got my, I have my Bigfoot hat on, as you can see. I'm ready to go here. I'm going to tackle some Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti story. I, I actually, here's the thing is I haven't had anybody reach out to me who has had an experience with a Sasquatch, which was a little bit of a drag. I thought somebody would say, hey, man, I had an experience. But no, I had a lot of people reach out to me, though, but most of them are saying it's a guy in a suit. A lot, a lot of them were, were calling phonies on a lot of this stuff, which which is kind of bums me out because I want to believe, I want to believe. Let's let's uh. So what I want to do is I want to go back and let's uh, let me talk about this first before we show this clip, okay? All right, give me one second. So what I want to do with Sasquatch is I just want to uh, introduce my wife here first. Is she's, she's uh my wife's doing the producing here, Lonnie on the side here. Okay, apparently that's her. I guess that's her. Wow. That's me. There we go. All right. You look different tonight, my love. But there you go. Okay, so okay, great. So anyway, Lonnie's here. Okay. She's, now she's gonna hog the show. Okay, just kidding. So she's producing on the side there. She's helping me out, right? Yes. Sorry. Great. That's okay. So what I'm gonna do? So let's let's go back. Uh, now, this might explain a lot. The original concept of the Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, etc., was a children's tale to scare the kids into not going into the forest at night. And this goes way, way back, right? Kids are watching. This is like even before the internet, guys. This is like, this is like way, way back. Okay. Uh, so it started off. And, and the thing is, is that every culture had this kind of same story. It reminds you of other things that we've been told of from history that it's like, well, that happened here at the same time and here at the same time and here at the same time. And that it's kind of makes it seem like, hey, wait a minute. That how could that happen, right? So that's the thing with with the Bigfoot, is that it's the same story in each each area of the world, and it began from a children's fable to scare kids, right? Don't don't go out at night, or the Sasquatch will eat you. That's pretty scary, especially if you're not a, you're not you know these are your stories. Um, this is your internet. This is your books when you're really really young, and the world is really really early. So this is what they told the kids to hang out. And I guess if kids were particularly bad, that'd be their punishment, right? Is your nighttime story isn't like, you know, whoa, this is a great one with flowers and stuff. It's it's the nighttime story about, oh, you got you were out late past curfew. Where were we in the forest? Let me tell you the story. This is Buddy Yeti. And if you go out again, it's going to eat you. All right. So that's where it began from. Let me show off my shirt here for a minute. Slasher. How cool is that? Before we jump in. We should play our intro. Yeah. Bigfoot intro. Yeah. Okay. So before we show some footage of the Bigfoot, what I want to do is I want to show the very first footage that we have of Bigfoot. As you can see, I've got my Bigfoot hat on. We're cruising here. We're doing well. Uh, okay. Let's show our intro and then uh, we'll get into Bigfoot some more.
All right, there you go. Good job. Good job. So if you have any experiences with Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or even something in the woods that you can't quite explain, as long as it's not a well, UFO, sure. Let's hear it. I like this stuff. I love a good conspiracy theory. And again, I really wish I had more evidence on Bigfoot for you tonight. Um, now, here's the very first. You're, uh, most of you will recognize this if you're privy to any kind of conspiracy or any jokes on Bigfoot. This is from 1967. This is the original footage uh, caught of Bigfoot. This is probably the first evidence I ever saw of Bigfoot. And we have that there on here. We'll show that. And this is, this is some, like I said, 1967. Now, this is classic footage. You'll kind of recognize this probably. Most of you will once we get going here. Are people, I'm sure people are already going, oh, yeah, I recognize like the background of that. Yeah, you... This has no volume. That's, that's okay. We don't need any. We don't need any sound. We just need to see it. Okay, perfect. Here we go. No, wait, see, why is there a little bit of a blur around him there? I think they're trying to magnify Oh, they're magnifying him, folks. Okay, so if you see the blur around him, they're magnifying the old. Because this this was done back on like, uh, obviously on film roll or whatever they were using. Now, there he is again. Super 8. Super 8. <laughs> Look at that. I love the way he, his the way his arms are swinging and he looks over at you, like like one more time. Yeah, right. One more time. <laughs> hey man, what's happening to you? I gotta just walk over here, man. Okay. Okay, great, thank you. Yeah, it was it was like uh you know he seemed he seemed like he was concerned with uh people were watching him kind of thing. So that was 1967. First footage I've ever seen of uh, a Bigfoot. And again, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's, is that convincing or not? Uh, you, you take in, in how old it is. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's been debunked. I've watched a lot of uh, shows from the History Channel where they took sounds. One was a mushroom farmer or mushroom collector. Of course, I had to check that out to see if he was tripping or something, right? But he was collecting mushrooms and he said that there was a bite out of one and uh, he panned up and there was this sound. And, and and they went viral, the video did, saying, well, I was a Bigfoot, we're getting out of here. Well, they looked at it on a documentary I watched and it was the exact same voice or sound from a dinosaur uh, online documentary. He just grabbed it from there. So it was this weird dinosaur voice that he put in over top. So if you do see the mushroom one, where it's a guy collecting mushrooms because it was very popular and he just and he because it's edited pretty well of course because it's a sound set inside of the video uh, which makes it um no no i i think that's okay if you want i, I think we're okay with finding it it's up to you though it's up to you but it, it's definitely they they found the actual uh dinosaur sound that went along with it now the, the what i'm gonna get into later here with with my friend brent is uh really in-depth being in the forest from a person's point of view who is a hunter who spends a lot of time in the forest, right? Like I don't, I spend a lot of time in the forest in my backyard, which is really cool. But on the other side of that forest, a rock's throw away is, is, a, is a highway. There's a big highway there, right? Um, so there's no Bigfoot back there. Another thing I was asking him off camera was if there was, so he has this huge property, right? Um, I think that I wanted to, that I've asked him before, can we, before we started here, uh, if anybody had, if there's any places on his property that people have not walked upon or cut down, it's like, no, man, it's all over the past, over the history of our planet here. It has been walked on, trampled on, whatever. So that's kind of a bummer. I was hoping there would be a spot where nobody have ever, has ever stepped on it. Now, Lonnie, do you have that on his property? Because oh, he, he has, has that huge lot of property. And I wanted to go explore. But if, if people have already walked all over and cut down things, there's not much sense. Like, I'd bring my hat, too. That might help, but I don't know. <laughs> um, right. So do you have the evidence? Did you have that, that video there? Cool. There's that video there. 
a fake one. But can we listen to it? Sure. It's, but this guy didn't say it was fake, right? Like he at first. No, it was debunked, but this guy would say, no, this is real, but they debunked him. Let me share it. We'll see if we can put this one on here as well. This is the mushroom farmer that they took the sound of a Yeti or a Bigfoot. Okay, like I don't know if we can play the sound. We're going to try and do this for you. Uh, but if you see this video, it's been debunked. It's, it's from, the sound is from a dinosaur documentary where they were like, what if dinosaurs live today kind of thing? So I don't think we're going to be able to hear the sound, but it pans up. Okay, I can't hear sound. I can hear it. Okay, so here, I think this is a reason. Wow, look at that big bite out of the mushroom. <laughs> yeah. See, I can't hear it, so I'm going to have to fill in my own. I think I took a pee over here. <laughs> look at that. Oh, there's a big bite right there. What's that? Look, so I, he's, I, yeah. It, um, he got 2.7 million views on That's what I'm saying. And then, seven years ago. So, so here's what he does. So he looks around, looks up. Did you hear that? I can't hear it. Oh, you got to switch headphones. Then. So anyway, but that so that sound, they took the sound wave up and everything. Okay. And he says, let's get out of here, right? Did you say that yet? Yeah, he's just doing it now. Okay, great. So you can bring that back over. Oh, sorry. It's okay. So sadly, that... Wow, that was long. Yeah, and it's from a dinosaur document. So if you go to the History Channel... Bigfoot debunked. You'll you'll see that one debunked, and and it's, they take the exact wave file from the dinosaur documentary, and uh, it's like, oh, you got busted, man. So he just put it over top, faker. See, that's that sucks, though, right? Yeah. And and the Bigfoot community doesn't dig that stuff. You don't do that. You don't fake it, man. That's not cool. Bummers. But he got a lot of views. I bet he made some money off that, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I, I did see a TikTok video where a guy actually had a frozen Bigfoot. Uh, okay. That was that was terrible. Well, yeah. See, those are the ones, and it's only of his head or something. There's so, that's what I mean. There's so many. Um, and then I saw another one where the camera's pointed directly in the spot, and right in the middle of the camera, this Bigfoot pops up with it, and then grabs this little baby Bigfoot and takes off, and the camera follows it perfectly. It's like the person knew exactly where the Bigfoot was popping up, and then came out. And it's like it's either too blurry or too perfect. And I know maybe I sound I'm being a little picky, but I have seen UFO footage that blew my mind. That was like, whoa, I've heard people talk about it where I like Bob Lazar, where I'm like, holy cow, I hear um, the Bigfoot uh, followers talk about it. And it's never definite. Um, a lot of things you look for apparently are twisted branches, not broken branches, such like that. Um, but maybe on, on that note, maybe we should take this a little serious and we will jump in with our conversation with my good buddy. We're going to bring in uh, my buddy, I call him Dent, but we're going to bring in Brent Richardson. Okay, so here comes our intro. Okay, Planet Earth, we have a special guest with us right now. Uh, this is a good friend of mine, uh, Brent Richardson. I generally call him Dent because we have quite a musical history, but we're not going to dive into that today. Today, we're going to go past that. So this is Brent Richardson. He is the producer of Angler and Hunter TV. So you're going to see some fishing, you're going to see some hunting on there. Uh, hey, how's it going, my friend? Good. 
yeah, things are going really well. Excellent, excellent. So the reason I wanted to have you on the show is uh, like how how average when you're working. Well, let's take a week of you working. How much of that week is spent in the forest? Well, it, there are different times of year for what I do, and when I'm out on location shooting, you would be in the forest or on the water half an hour before sunrise so half an hour after sunset on average. Right. And that could be for a stretch of three, four days to maybe more like two weeks. Right. And how long have you been like, so I'm not going to expose your age right now. I always tell people that I'm just 50 because 50 is nifty and I'm enjoying 50, but that yet is another conversation. Um, so how, how, when did you start this whole forest nature? Like how long have you been using guns? How long have you been hunting? How long have you been doing this in the woods, my friend? Well, I've been hunting for 32 years uh, mm -hmm. since I was 17. So that should give you a good idea. There you go. You just busted uh, yourself. Yeah, I just busted. But it turns out that um, due to my work, I travel mostly North America and mostly Canada. Though I've had a chance to be this past July, I was in South Africa for a while. I've been through a little bit of um, South America, through Florida a bit, through the, a little bit of the Everglades, different places where you'd find crazy weird creatures that maybe should or should not be there. Uh, the East Coast, not as much, but the West Coast definitely of Canada. British Columbia, and I love Saskatchewan. It's just nice. stunningly beautiful all the time. So I've had yeah, a chance to explore some prairies, some mountains, some uh, East Coast shores, some, I, I don't know how to dis exactly describe the Amazon area. It's, it's really, really its own beast. And uh, Florida, the same thing. It's just like a giant crazy swamp and it's everything's alive all the time. And then you've got, uh, my brief stay in South Africa was incredible where you ran literally from ancient mountains that are worn down to nothing to prairies, grasslands, and then into a little more foothills and valleys. So you had a, a real, a chance to really look at a lot of the scenery, a lot of the environment, and a lot of the creatures that are there. Bitchin', wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. As you can see, I'm just giving our viewers your credentials, right? So we know that we're not just talking out of our asses because we're talking about Bigfoot. Right. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I, like, cause we're talking, we're talking about, we're not talking about the days of how much beer we used to pound back at night when we were playing gigs. We're talking about some conspiracy theories here. And, and, and a lot of people will, will take what we say literal. You know what I mean? So we want to know that, that we're talking to an expert here now, Bigfoot. And now, as you know, I love conspiracy theories, right? And this is the one where I'm always like guy in a suit or wow it's positioned so that it's right in the middle of the screen and he follows it. How did he know that the Bigfoot was going to pop up in the middle of the screen, totally focused. And you know what I mean? Like, like I've never seen, like personally, I've seen a UFO. I saw one in New Jersey and I saw one in Port Perry. New Jersey one was just like mind blowing. And plus the government is now, you know, on you know, said that we do have UFOs. It's true. So the, all the, I talked about Bob Lazar last week, sidebar, my friend. And it was just, the thing that gets me about this is that all the poor people who had stories and the government made them ostracized and made planet earth hate them and think they were stupid. Now, now the government's like, yeah, you know, those people that were, no, they were telling the truth. It's like, Oh my God. So Bigfoot is funny. Cause it's one of those things that the government has really never taken a stance on. I've, I was researching yeah. it. And I'm not seeing a lot of that. Um, so Bigfoot, you're in the woods all the time. 
I want to start this in increments. We're not just going to flat out go, does Bigfoot exist and have our bullet? Because I, I've already said that I'm having a hard time getting opinions. Now, here's one thing I want to bring up. Now, this is something that I noticed with a few cool things that happen in the forest when something supernatural happens. Is the People always say, 90% of them say, everything goes silent. There was mosquitoes, there was bugs, there was, oh. there was crickets, okay. there was, oh, there's all this, and all of a sudden it's silent. Yep. Okay, now, what, you, we've done your credentials, man. I'm throwing it to you. What's the deal with that? And have you experienced it? I have. You experience it uh, almost every occasion you go hunting in a very successful hunt. You'll have a moment or you will realize that everything's gone quiet. That nice. does happen. That is a real okay. phenomenon. It's not a phenomenon. It's just what actually happens in the forest or on the water when you're out and you're focusing on what you're doing. That does happen. Okay. And it'll happen before you realize it you'll realize that everything's gone silent probably a couple minutes after it has. Okay. Um, does any, do you notice anything else? Like it's, it's silent? Yes. Is that, is that it? No. Uh, well, actually, the last couple of days where I live, it's been very quiet around. Uh, we've had overcast gray skies, and there are no animals that are usually out in the fields or, or anywhere around us. The birds aren't flying. We haven't got – I just saw some turkey actually out in a field today for the first time in – probably three days and that's uncommon. So there are times of year too, where everything just goes quiet as far as nature goes. Everything's either prepared for, either it's a weather phenomenon coming through or maybe there's just something more to it where every animal is expecting uh, we're in a shutdown mode right now. So that does happen, yes. The forest will go quiet and it's amazing. You can hear things that you never thought you would ever hear way, way down, like two, 300 yards away, you'll hear an acorn drop. So, whoa, right. I never would have heard that on a regular day. Now, to that extent, have you ever heard anything that you really couldn't, like, because I was also listening to these Bigfoot sounds, and a lot of them were like, um, uh, they were, I was watching the ones where they were trying to debunk them, or they were trying to say they were true. So professional people were looking at the wave lines and comparing, and one gentleman uh, found a clip, and it was actually the sound of a bear in massive pain. When an animal that big is in massive pain, the general public doesn't hear that sound normally, right? So when they do hear it when they're out there, it it they're like, "What the hell is that?" Um, it, it, anything about sounds like that? Have you ever heard anything really strange, or have you heard something that you could explain that maybe would explain these sounds that people are hearing? I'll give you an example of both. Perfect. When um, say during archery season, spring or fall here in Ontario, where I am, you've got an archery season for bear, black bear. And when specifically, if you're using a bow and you shoot a bear, uh, most other people around in the forest, at a farm nearby, at a house nearby, a camping nearby, won't hear you fire your bow. But what they will hear is a very large animal crashing through the woods, whether it goes 15 yards, whether it goes 150 yards, but a successful shot on that black bear will lead to what's known as the death moan. And the death moan, Every time, unless you go through both lungs, which you really don't, you want to shoot it more specifically, the death moan sounds like exactly what it is. It is a full, large animal that is groaning at the top of its volume for anywhere from like five seconds to maybe 20. And it sounds incredible. It's terrifying if you don't know what happened. Now, on the other, the other example I was going to use is there's something that I've heard Every single year I've gone hunting in the fall, specifically fall hunting, that I cannot explain what this sound is. And it sounds to me like a large animal 
dropping its hooves into water, into a pond, or maybe a very slow moving stream. It sounds like bloop, bloop, bloop. And I thought maybe it was frogs. I thought maybe it was a bird. I don't know what it is. I've never seen the thing that is making the sound and I can't tell you what it is. I don't know. I have no idea. And I've been out there over 30 years, scratching my head, trying to figure it out. And this is during springtime that you hear this, you said? Fall only. Fall only. Okay. So, wow. So after everything's de-thawed, well, coming out of the lake there, up, huh? So everything's still normal, you know, as you see uh, the leaves change color on the trees and that's totally normal. You'll see ducks, you'll see deer and moose and bear and whatever. The bear is starting to go away. But you've got this weird sound of something looping into probably a pond, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know what it is. I've never seen it. I've been around, I don't know how many different ponds and forests and I don't know what it is. No idea. That's cool. All right. Well, that's cool. So and another thing, talking about the bears, now here's another thing that I was noticing is that a lot of uh, the debunking is saying that the Sasquatch or Bigfoot are just bears running on their feet. Now, how long can a bear run, his, run on its back legs? Like, as far as you know. I've seen bears stand. Um, they're very agile creatures. They're incredibly, right. it's amazing. They move black bear specifically. I've hunted quite a few of them with a camera more than anything. So I have uh, the perspective of someone who's not actually trying to shoot anything other than with a camera. And the beautiful thing about that is I get to watch all of it unfold and they could be little baby cubs or they could be great big adult males that are ready to fight another male at the drop of a hat. I've had that experience. But one that sticks with me is I was in Thunder Bay, so northern-ish northern Ontario, and there was a bear moving like a shadow. You could not hear it walking. They have very large feet, very large paws, but you could not hear this thing walking. It really? went onto a fallen log and it stood up. And it was then sniffing the air around it, trying to find out what was up in the trees. And it was me and, and the host of the show that I was working host on. The show. And what he was doing, the bear, was he was trying to figure out what he's, was he's not plugged in. He's trying not trying to upset him or, or be in his territory. So that bear, no problem at all, just stood up like it owned the place and sniffed the air. And it wasn't like a dog where they have to go back down right away. Or if you've seen horses prance in their hind legs or deer or anything that jump. No, no, no. A bear will stand straight up and it'll, it's, I guess the spine and the hips, the way they're built, just go into these massive shoulders so it can hold itself up with no problem at all. Wow. And, so, and they can walk on their hind legs. You've probably seen, you know, like goofy circus footage of bear walking around on their hind legs. They do that. They just stand up and walk around. Well, this is so, the thing about the shoulder. So don't interrupt you, but it's just your point is 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 yeah. that. So I, I was watching where they're comparing a human with one of the images they found. They, they put a person, stood them in the exact spot where this Bigfoot was taken. Sure. The shoulders. And they're saying, oh, look at the shoulders. And it's like, it, it looks like bear shoulders. That's exactly like you just mentioned. It looks like mm -hmm. bear shoulders. It doesn't look like uh, like a person. Like I can say, well, that's that's because it's a Bigfoot. No, nah, I mean, those are bare shoulders. So sorry, but they, so I think he just kind of, yeah, proved that with that one there. Oh, they've got big shoulders, yeah. Um, even in the spring, you have, uh, if you take the same bear in the spring, it's just been in hibernation all winter. It's very thin. So then by the end of the summer, and it's eaten thousands and thousands of calories a day, and it's preparing for another long winter's nap, it's a much bigger bear. So wow. if you saw a bear, say, 
in October, walking by the edge of a field or something, in the spring, the following spring, the same bear wouldn't look like the same bear because they're they're almost emaciated. They're so much smaller. Wow. Now, throughout the hibernation process, they curl up and they sleep. But a lot of the time, it doesn't matter whether it's a male or female bear, they're going to rub off a lot of their fur while they're sleeping. So there will be some spots where, especially on the rump, you'll see bear patches that look maybe a little more human. And if you were to take a bear and skin it after you've shot it and you're ready to butcher it, it looks so much like a man when they're skinned that it would blow your mind. So would you say that's that's probably what people are seeing? Like that's I'm I'm thinking it's bears or <clears throat> excuse me some some of them are are close to like states and stuff and it's like well maybe a monkey escaped from a from a zoo you know I'm sure they're not going to admit they lost monkeys they they hide a lot of things at these big uh, these these big places where they keep animals right I was going to call them jails but they're not called jails <laughs> you know where they keep the animals behind the bars and everything right I was going to say the animal yeah. jails they keep Zeus, I know, yeah. Uh, but, so, but a monkey could escape, you know, and get out there. Uh, but the bear is the one, or just some dudes in a monkey suit. It's funny because I was watching uh, Jack Osborne's show for a bit on this as well. And he sat Ozzy, his dad, and, and his, his mom down. And everyone's like, it's a fucking guy. It's a fucking guy in a monkey suit. Like Ozzy, right? Every, it's not a fucking guy in a monkey suit. And Jack's right. like, oh, no, dad, really, t- take a look. We're going to break it down. Yeah. Every single one of us is great. It was so funny. But see, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing either it's been set up, it's been a guy in a monkey suit, or it looks like it's a bear. It looks like it's a bear. Bear is probably the most common thing that I think people that have seen Sasquatch, that's probably what they're seeing. If you see a bear that's really manged, it's heartbreaking to see it because you want to see a pristine, beautiful, healthy animal. It doesn't always happen. It's like, they're just like, people where you're going to get sick at some point and their hair falls out and they look terrible and they're making awful noises and you think that's a sick animal and it's going to go off and nature will take its course. So that's probably what a lot of people that believe they see Sasquatch are seeing. However, there have been bones found that are humanoid and uh, they've been tested and they come up as something that isn't bear, it isn't human. And it seems like a pretty big critter. Now, when you think of the really tall people you know in your life, and I can think of one guy who's six foot seven. If I put him in a ghillie suit, like a camouflage suit, mm-hmm. uh, a tan one for desert hunting or something, or, or grass grasslands hunting, and he was walking through the forest, I would swear that's a Sasquatch. Right. But uh, so you never know until you've had a really close personal interaction with something like that. I would, I would love to have been able to like, that was the thing. I couldn't really find anything like for our interview here that, that I could show that was, you know, wow, you got to look at this over and over again. Cause it looks yeah. really good. and I would love to find it. You know I me, mean? like I, I would love to find it. Maybe the government is stepping in as some people say, they're, well, they're just not letting those photos out, but I don't know. I think the government's letting up on some of that stuff these days. They seem to be letting things, things slide a little bit more when it comes to that. It takes more, more attention off what they're doing behind the scenes. I think personally, but you never know. So, um, so another, so the, the Bigfoot scenario there, like, again, I would love to, to have somebody on the show who says, I've seen one. So if anybody's watching right now and they have any kind of uh, experience with it, please put it in, uh, in our, our comments. Cause I will, I will answer this stuff. I'll, I'll talk about what your comments are after we're done our segment here. I think that'd be fantastic. Now, have you ever been lost in the, in the woods, dude? You ever yes. been lost? Oh yes. Ooh. Okay. Tell us about that. Okay. Uh, well, 
probably the most serious one was we were, we were deer hunting. I was dropped off in an area that I had never been before. I'm on a ridge. Um, it gets dark and somebody said, just follow that trail. Well, that trail turns out it splits into several trails and they crisscross and I'm lost. I'm gone. Where was um, this? this sorry, when was it? Where, where was this? Oh, central Ontario. So further north from where I am now, but you've got a lot of ridges and a lot of rocks. You've got literally thousands of acres and the guys are deer hunting. And what that means is to them is at the end of the day, they're going to have barbecue and they're going to open some beers and they're not going looking for anybody. If you didn't show up, that's <laughs> on you. So yeah, I'm out there. And uh, I always carry a little bit of water, sometimes a few granola bars. Um, and all I did was not panic. I, uh, I knew that the ridges in the area I was hunting always lead east and west, specifically like within that couple hundred acres. So all I had to do is pick east or west. And I forgot my compass, everything. It was just me, a flashlight that was nearly dead, a cell phone that had zero reception, and my rifle. So off I went. And uh, after a little while, I could see way off in the distance, one little shining light that just went zip. And I thought, okay, there's a road. If I keep heading that direction, I'll get out. And I did. I walked down that road for probably an hour and a half. <laughs> and by the time I got close enough to the camp, the guys realized after dinner that uh, you were missing. short a guy, maybe. So this pickup truck comes barreling down the road, panicking, looking for me. And I'm already back. Oh, that was fine. So that was one that really stood out. That was a, a fun getting lost. But that's, that's awesome, man. That's what yeah, teaches you how to not panic is just make sure your your socks are dry and your boots are, you know, dry as well. You're going to be fine. Just yeah. don't panic. Until everything goes totally silent and then you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, I actually, I remember very clearly that was kind of a breezy night. And uh, these are the things that you, you remember as you're telling the story to somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, it was kind of windy, so they couldn't hear yeah. me calling anyway. My phone wouldn't work anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how you get lost is when there's too much in the forest that's going to overpower you. Because um, when you are in the forest, you're inside a living thing. And that mm. living thing, uh, you are just a guest. The, like the, the nature you're a part of it. And uh, one day it's, you're going to be recollected, whether it's going to be that day or one day in the future. But what nature does is just continues. You are just an insignificant speck there. That's so, awesome. <laughs> so on your prop, so you have a big property that uh, for your gaming and such, and you're filming, is there spots on there that no human has ever been to, to your, to your I knowledge? Doubt it. I no, doubt it. It's all been no, walked over. Yeah, everything in, in southern central Ontario has been logged and mined and searched and farmed. And the farms have gone back to forests and then the forests are cut down for logs again. And the cycle continues. So as we're seeing more and more farming take place uh, a little further north of here, more central Ontario, you're going to find that everything is going to be wiped out. It already has been explored heavily uh, by so many different factions, so many different people, so many different companies or governments that uh, I would doubt in Ontario, unless you went far, far north, that you would find anywhere that has been explored. Right. So it's sense to say, so the chances of a Bigfoot being around here are pretty slim, I would think. Um, I've seen some footage of some in BC on top of mountains that was actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. But nah, it's so tough these days because you can digitally, with your phone, you can make it look like you experience. Yeah, it's tough these days. With that. Oh, sure. Okay, so... That, that, so that's I'm going to end the, the Bigfoot conversation right there. Um, we'll play a clip here of Bigfoot just for a second. Then I just want to touch one.
Okay, so to our viewers, I ask you, do you believe or not believe? Uh, send a comment, send a message. We'll talk about it after. Um, but I, I just want, while I have you here, my friend, um, you, uh, again, how long have you experienced guns? How long have you been using weaponry as a gun? Just gun. Oh, I've been licensed. I've been licensed. I was licensed when I was uh, 16. Okay. Um, my father was an avid sportsman when I was much younger. He was uh, into uh, a lot of shotgun stuff like he was into uh, skeet shooting professionally for a little while he had uh, a, a small but very quality collection of firearms and, uh, and ever and since a rad was, dude and yeah, and, 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 and and the essence of good times rad dudes right there yeah, a yeah. rad dude man bob was a good, He's a good guy that's actually if you see right there that's his yeah, leather that's jacket his coat yeah it's well, good to get him with. in the shot good to get him in the shot he'd like this conversation wouldn't he love this stuff he probably would. I know he, for a very long time, would always say there are things that you've never experienced yet. So yeah, I've had some conversations with him about the pyramids and early, early stuff that was pretty rad because we were both smokers, right? So we like to think outside of the box with that kind of stuff. So it was really cool that way. I love, I love talking with people who think outside of the box, and, and generally a lot of smokers are outside of the box type thinkers, right? <laughs> but we, I've always enjoyed that. Okay, so I'm just telling people your knowledge of guns. So. One thing that I learned from uh, John Spears is when you're talking about um, a conspiracy theory, it's instead of doing the whole thing, I'm going to talk about John Kennedy assassination, but I want to center on the fact whether or not Oswald could have gotten the shot off. Now, there's a lot of facts. Now, I'm not saying Oswald did this all on his own. No, the guy's not smart enough, obviously, to do this all on his own. This is a huge thing. But yeah. I'm focusing on could Oswald have gotten the shots off? Okay, um, here's some, just some, like, he was only, how far away was he? I had it here. He wasn't that far away. He was only 200, what was he, 200? I had it right here. 200, and, well, okay, so moving on. So he wasn't that far away. I'm, I'm curious about the shots. There was no wind. I'll get the, the exact feet in a second here. Um, now, Denton, you had a great quote about this. Everybody's wondering whether or not he could have got the shot off. A lot of people are now saying that there's no way he could have got the shot off. You are an experienced marksman, gunsman. Um, people who train all their lives can do some wild things with uh, with basketballs, with all kinds of stuff. Uh, let's hear your opinion. And I'm going to go, oh, wait, one, how far away was he? 266. He was 266 feet away from John Kennedy when he, when he was shot, when Oswald shot him. Um, Oswald also had, just prepping you for this, he also worked in that worked in that building. He could go up there on his lunch. He could reenact the situation. Reen like it doesn't seem that far off to me. After you actually look at the facts, because a lot of government also want don't want you to think that he did. Oh no, it's all a it's a scam from there to this to the other person, right? Sure. So, um, first of all, that shot could he make it? And second of all, what is your opinion? Because I have the name of the gun and everything. Okay, go, buddy. Well, if you're throwing a baseball that far, it's going to be difficult. But if you've got a high-powered rifle and with no wind and your target's less than 300 feet away. And sorry, no wind is key, right? Is no wind not like key? Well, not necessarily. No, no? because uh, your projectile is moving at an extremely high speed. So if you have high winds at that yard, it's it's nothing. It's really it's an experienced okay. marksman will make that shot. When you look at the damage, and you know, I haven't studied this very closely, mm -hmm. though having shot a number of uh, big game 
I can tell you that when I look at the pictures of the former president, it doesn't look like one bullet did that to me. No. You know, um, you can shoot big game and it does with one round and it'll look like there's no damage to that animal at all. That's what you're after. Yes. Cause you want, you, you want it to go the, down. Yeah. You just, you, you want to be very humane. You want a good, clean, proper single shot and a well-placed round will yep. do that oh, right. every time. The so, other thing too I wanted to mention is, is the bullet. Um, now if a bullet hits anything kind of bone, it, it's gonna get some kind of uh, like mark in it or a dent in it or crushed. Is, it, is, there, is there any chance, because the bullet that they pulled is perfect, it's pristine, right? The magic, the magic, have you seen the magic bullet? It, it's pristine. Now that's something that I looked at. I'm like, okay, come on. Even I would think that any kind of bullet protruding into someone hitting a bone, it's going to, is, is it not going to get dinged up? Well, there's different bullets for different applications. If you have a full metal jacket, which would be a, like a basic military round, they don't uh, mushroom as you will a hunting round. Hunting round right. is, the projectile is mostly lead. So when it, it reaches an impact of whatever. You can hit water and it'll just start to bend and mush. Um, you can shoot through like a, a tree or um, uh, maybe something like uh, a haystack and it'll just right. ruin that bullet. Where a full metal jacket is designed to go through the material to penetrate whatever's there and then damage whatever's on the other side. So you can shoot through like a car door. It'll go through the car door without damaging the bullet too much and then it's designed to, to destroy who's ever on the other side of the door. Wow. But what you're looking at is a picture and the picture could be representative of the ammunition that was used. You don't know. Cause mm -hmm. um, having worked in the media for a couple of decades, I can tell you that things that are representative of what happened mm -hmm. aren't always the actual item. Especially back then when they were just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes with shit, right? Like, Everybody, like, you know, there's so many assassinations in that time. And then uh, the Bobby Kennedy one after is even more. Holy shit, man. I, the Bobby Kennedy one. They wanted everybody to see that. Yeah. Pardon me? They wanted everybody to see that. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. That was you made like, a point to that. Yeah. Good and then the, the, the waiter holding his head up after and stuff, right? I got to make a point to, uh, I got to do an interview with my folks because they were around for both of them and they were both watching the TV when they both happened. And when I asked them about it, the look on their face is just like, wow. Like I got to get them talking about it. Just, hey buddy, I got to get them talking about it with just on film. There's a Sasquatch right there. Here comes another one. It's They're real everywhere. life Sasquatch is in your basement. The Squatch is real. Awesome. Yep. Okay, so so I loved your quote though. Here it was like, uh, if a trained marine, it's like a trained marine with a carbine. It's like Gretzky with a hockey stick. So anybody who's that good at something and trained that long, and possibly even maybe HT or the the, the brainwashing that I love talking about, um, that that the MK Ultra because they have it, the basis of it is in, is just up the way from me here, right? Oh, I got it. And that's still going today, the MK Ultras. You see, you see a lot of cool stuff in that. But that ties into this and to the, the Robert Kennedy assassination, which is just... So you see why, why I, was, I was recommended by somebody who does this to focus on maybe one part of the conspiracy theory, right? So as we're, we're, we're focusing on... Yeah, because it's just such... They're so amazing, these conspiracy theories. Like the JFK one's pretty wild. But focusing on the gun your experience he he what, what are the chances let's just say that he is as good 
as he said he was trained to be. He went to overseas and trained. He was training with gorillas here doing, you know what I mean? What are, what are the chances of him making that shot? Oh, very good. Yeah. No percentage wise. Just like, just like. Well, it, it happened before I was born, so I couldn't tell you really about the day or the situation. But it what about that like gun he's using? What about the gun he's using, buddy? I have that oh, here too. Well, my favorite rifle is uh, from 1977, and that's right. one of the newest ones I have. So some of the best-built guns ever uh, were from the 1930s, 40s. So if you really? Old, oh, sure. If you had an old carbine from the 1950s. Yeah. So this was this this was a six by five six point five by fifty two millimeter Carcano. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't know. Carcano model thirty eight infantry carbine. Yeah. So they're built to shoot people. I've seen it. You got you got to go like this. Yeah. It's a bolt action rifle. So right? the purpose of the bolt action rifle is more for accuracy. So you've got <sighs> yeah the bolt is it's more accurate rifle than say uh, a semi-automatic, which move when you pull the trigger a number of times. So with a bolt action rifle, you've got better accuracy. You've got a precision built instrument for shooting people. And you've got uh, an ammunition round that's built to travel across a field and kill your enemy. So you've got the right recipe. So chances are one of his shots did hit the president. Yeah, well, somebody shot him. Well, no, so I'm, well, but we're focusing on Oswald. Well, I, yeah, yep. Somebody got out of there, right? Yeah. Yep. No, but no, but my point is, like, we're focusing in because people, oh, Oswald didn't shoot him. There's no. But see, this is what I'm saying, dude. If you look at some of these professional guys, they're like, there's no way Jesse Ventura, Jesse Ventura. There's no way that guy could have shot him. Look at this guy. I can't even. I, look at that. I'm having a hard time. Look at this. Oh yeah, you just see Jesse Ventura talking. He's great though too, because everything's a conspiracy with Jesse Ventura. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But that's funny. But no, so that's why, yeah, it's, um, see, I'm, I'm up to my eyeballs in these. As we mentioned, I used to, you know, my, I focused my life on just how much beer I can drink. Now I'm trying to fill the, the head with knowledge, right, my friend? And it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. As I say, I hit my 50s now, and it's like I got a more knowledge, less beer. <laughs> or maybe a combo of the two. But so, yeah, so focusing just on him being shot, dude could have made the shot. I'm, I, who knows what else happened? What we're concurring is that from your expertise, expertise, he definitely could make that shot. Well, you know, I would love to go into that that location he shot from and see where the vehicle was. And if he could put two and two together, it would be, yeah. Yeah, take a look at it because they, if you, if you, when you get some time or you're bored, YouTube, because they show, they'll, they'll sit you right there, dude, and, and actually bang and show you exactly, they reenact it and show you exactly his view, they, the whole thing, like the no wind aspect, like where the people are standing on the side. I think somebody, oh, yeah. one of the bolts deflected and hit somebody up on the bridge as well, man. Like, yeah, they're saying the, that, the yeah. whole theory of just the guns needs to be looked at, in my opinion. I think that's awesome. Nobody's just said, okay, let's just look at the guns. You know, they're like, well, this guy shot from here and maybe here, and this was a, this was associated. No, 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 no. I don't care who's who he's, he's associated with. Where did the gun come from? Let's just focus on the gunfire because it gets so muddied yeah. when you look at these conspiracy theories. And that's what they want to do is they want to throw too many things at you so you can't really focus on the small ones. Again, I, I, uh, John kind of taught me that kind of stuff. He was uh, working for the government uh, a while back and he does some great, great podcasts on our network here. Really rad dude. But anyway, dude, I want to thank you for being on here. That was, that was so uh, educational. 
and just uh, I'd I love to get people on here who know what they talk about. And if it's somebody that, you know, we have a history with who I trust, I think that's even better. Because um, as you know, I, you, you see some people on TV and it's like, wow, that guy's uh, some of the Bigfoot people I saw. Is obviously, they're just talking to make money and to have people listen. But you're you're an actual you're actually educated and knowledgeable on the subject, dude. And I really thank you for your time today, my friend. Um, I'm sorry we couldn't sit down and have a here. But you're going to have to watch the Sasquatch behind. you got some Bigfoot in your house. Always. You may want to look into that. There's a little one creeping up behind you there. Well, you end up with, uh, if you want to hear sounds in the middle of the night and try to figure out what they are, have some of these things. <laughs> That's, we, we may have just broken the, uh, we may have just figured it all out. Yeah. It's younglings running around. All right, buddy. Um, this is my good friend, Brent Richardson. You can, you can check him out on Angler and Hunter TV. Um, you're the producer of the film. You do. You're like the the heartbeat of it. Um, give us a little uh, back a backstory and a little bit of information on your show, my friend. Okay. Well, Angler and Hunter Television is a presentation of the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters, and it's hosted by Mike Miller. I'm rarely, if ever, on screen, but I'm the camera guy. One of them, Mike, does shoot a lot of his own stuff too. He's getting really good at that. So uh, I have the pleasure of working on that show, and I have for the past ten years. And uh, I also do the editing for the show. We've had a number of great guests that have come and, and really put a lot of effort and their life and their love and everything into the show. So it makes a really big difference, I find, when you go to different events like maybe the Sportsman Show in Toronto. And people will recognize Mike for all of his work. And his daughter, August, is on the show quite a bit now, too. She's 13. And what they do is they share the love of the outdoors with anyone who cares to watch and you know it's just a wonderful thing that's cool yeah you know you know i have a small chunk of forest behind me and i just love it man i just love it it's well we have uh it's uh we have some people having well, sorry, there, there's there's some people making communities ways behind us i'm going to discuss with the after because i'd love to get a drone and see what they're doing but we'll discuss that off air but anyway my friend it was so Really good to see them as well, man. Um, okay, conspiracy theories. Thanks for tuning in, my friend. Make sure everybody checks out uh, your ticket. Is there anything online? Like, do you guys have anything online? Like a .com? Is it anglerandhuntertv.com or anything? Oh, it's AHTV. And if you go to A-H-T-V. YouTube and you just type in anglerandhuntertv.com, yep. if you go to YouTube, uh, it's Angler and Hunter Television. There's probably 15 years worth of episodes there and there's everything from what we've been talking about uh bears getting into fights to deer to to all sorts of different birds all across canada and uh the latest show that's coming up in the next few weeks is going to be the one from south africa and that one's got a lot more of the humanity of what happens when you say you harvest big game in south africa we took it all directly to orphanages and uh, soup kitchens and made sure that everybody got fed it's one of the, the the guys there that was hosting us said the situation here is dire. And you can't imagine how in 2023, right now today, that people, the only time they get actual protein from meat in their areas, South Africa, is when hunters bring it in for them. Wow. They only get fed protein once a week. They're either eating uh, corn or rice or a mixture mm. of both some maize. And uh, that's, that's all you get. So hunters are actually making a huge difference there. Just trying to feed people. 
Yeah, so they can see that on your website or on the, on the YouTube site, right? Yeah, they'll see that's coming up soon in the next little while. But it will really be available cool. this season, the 2023 season, yes. Okay, we'll keep, we'll keep people in the loop, my friend. All right, thanks for being on the show, my friend. Good times, rad okay. dudes. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, see ya. Cheers. And that was cool. There we go. Um, I didn't wear the hat because uh, I didn't want to be the guy with the shitters full lid on. No. All of a sudden, I'm getting a bit of a echo, but I think we're okay. It's because you need Maybe. Let me switch headphones real quick. It's an echo. Hope everybody enjoyed that. That was a very knowledgeable individual right there. And sadly, we did not come up with any. We did not come up with any strict evidence that shows that there's a Bigfoot. But you know, there's there's lots of there's lots of room for him to be out there somewhere, right? Where people have not been, which would be nice. Again, if anybody has anything about Bigfoots or Sasquatches that they want to share with me. That'd be great. I'd love to see it. Love to see it. Um, the JFK conversation is huge. That's just too big. That's why I just wanted to focus on one part of that for today. Next week, I'm hoping I'm hoping to do the indie music episode. And I have three guests in mind that I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to mention them yet. And before that or after, depending on things go, we have the comic book episode where I have a famous Marvel comic book artist from here in Kingston. Well, I'm going to sit down and have a beverage with him. We're going to talk Marvel Comics. Uh, this gentleman's been in the business for decades and decades. This whole family has. So, you know, very cool, cool guest. So next episode should be the indie music episode. The episode after that should be the comic book episode. Uh, and that one's going to be on location. Next one we're just going to do here, I'm going to have like a little bit of a, a foursome conversation about some indie music facts. As I mentioned before, indie music to... People who are, are pure indie music folks, I believe it's more of a lifestyle uh, than anything. Maybe I put this on backwards. This will work better. Let me try that backwards. There we go. Now I look like one of those old fighters. We need sound effects. Okay, that's better. That's better. Okay. <laughs> Guess what? I'm just killing time until I can sell you these. That's all I've been doing this whole show. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. But that's great. Look at these. Skeletron number one. Variant copy is available. If you're watching us on the website, I think you just got to go over a couple buttons, my friends, and you'll find it. So we have two, three, and available. Two and three is still available. Uh, we got all three of these for $20 plus shipping. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Between $8 and $11, depending on where you live. If you're really close, it's probably 8 If you're further away, it's 11 so you could get these for as low as $28 for all three of them, which is a great deal. So this, these are my comic books that are, are selling. And again, oh yeah, I left this one open because these the style we use is a very classic, very classic style that I love to show everybody. It's this kind of thing with the black and white. Um, if I guess it's, it's similar to The Walking Dead. Uh, I, I think it's even more classic than that, though. I love Jack Kirby. Mark Farmer inks. If I could have Jack Kirby pencils and Mark Farmer inks, I think I would be very, very happy. So uh, I, I have nothing against the new digitalized computers. I buy Spider-Man comics. I have to. I have to buy the new Amazing Spider-Man and the new Daredevil. Some of them I like, some of them I don't. Uh, but if you like the older style artwork, I'm right over. I'm right here. I'm here for you, my friends. 
So those are available. Issue one, two, and three. We have posters available on the store as well. Some Marvel work that I've done. I think the DC work is sold out. I had a Joker one. I think it's gone. Um, some canvas stuff that I'm working on. One, geez, what do I have left canvas-wise? Just a Spider-Man, I think. I think it's just a Spider-Man canvas. They're going, my friends. They're going. Uh, the canvases are going. The comics are going, which is great. Uh, speaking of which, I'm doing the old guy comic book tour where I basically stop in somewhere once every month. So we did the mall. Next, I'm doing downtown Nexus comics for a big Dungeons and Dragons release, which will be fantastic. The month after that, I will be in Oshawa. I'm just securing up the date. Uh, thanks to my buddy Chris Trebell there who commented for hooking that up with me. Uh, Deadly Grounds. Deadly Grounds. It's not, I, have, I still got to confirm it and everything, but it's looking good. So Deadly Grounds. It's not in Oshawa. I believe it's Clarington or something. Just on the outside of Oshawa. But I'll have more information on that on the old guy tour. And then I'm not sure where I'm going after that. That that's two months in advance. That's pretty far in my world. So we'll find another. I'll go. I'll go somewhere once a month. Bring my comics with me. My radness, right? Might bring my wife. We'll see how it goes. She doesn't like going all the time. I don't. I don't blame her. Um, check out the shirt, my friends. Very very cool. Slash. Ah, you like that stuff? Super Zuka. There it is. Very very rad. See, this is the part of the show where nobody's watching anymore. I can pretty much say whatever I want. Okay, my wife wants to end things with something funny instead of me swearing <laughs> or telling you secrets. Hey. Cheers, true believers. Are you going to come back to me or is this it? Well, we can watch it together. We can actually go side by side. Okay, I guess I guess I can. Okay. Like, okay, this, my wife's picking this out, so I don't know what we're in for, my friends. Okay. Um, first of all, we've got to make it work. Oh, here we go. Okay, so. Oh, hello. I'm very full. I'm very itchy. I'm very tired. I'm a pig. Oh, look at the little belly. Oh, it's a bat. Let's see that. <laughs> With a deer and a set of breasts. That was pretty cute. Oh, there's more. Okay, well, we got more. Okay, very cute. Yes, indeed. Oh, hello. Oh, what a baby hippo. You find those under your bag, they eat the dust. Oh, little porcupines, yeah, those are no oh, hoglets. 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 Well, we don't have to. Watch. Okay, okay, that's that's pretty rad, though. That yeah, was, the first part was cute. My wife goes down the rabbit hole of cuteness, where I go down the rabbit hole of darkness <laughs> for your soul. I start watching like classic Spider-Man seventy cartoon, and next thing it's like, man kills three and hides them all in his basement. Years I watch the we are well we're both watching the office now non-stop i love the office man I, and funny the sad thing i'm seeing is that they're saying you can't you couldn't do it nowadays because it's like somebody be offended by it and i get some of it's a little offensive um but a little offensive i don't know i i'm pretty i'm old right gen x it's like we're just like whatever but i thought it was hilarious we're watching it again Sorry to nitpick on that. I didn't mean to stop on that. Because facts, it's a great show. You'll never get a cast like that again. It, it, I think it's very much like WKRP back in the day where like every character on the show uh, meant something, right? So I just got another minute here to kill. So I, so I thought I'd chat a bit about... I got to do a Screen Gems coming up too. The only movie I could think of that related to Bigfoot today or, or tonight was uh, Harry and the Hendersons, which is actually a really good film. It's a comedy, Harry and the Hendersons. So if you're looking for a Bigfoot film, the only one that I can really recommend off the top of my head is Harry and the Hendersons, and it's a car, uh, comedy. Sorry, I was losing my voice for a second there. John Lithgow's in it. Uh, they basically, a family runs over something on their way home from camping, and turns out it's a Bigfoot. 
they take it home with them and uh hilarity ensues so as far as the bigfoot goes no haven't found any information on him tonight for you i apologize i did find a lot of debunking information from our guest tonight brent richardson professional hunter and angler but we did not find any concrete evidence we did see some cute animals here at the end and we did see some cool comic books you may want to buy but i'm going to leave you with harry and the hendersons because you may want to check that out if you want to get a lap hey friends true believers brent could not be here with me hopefully he's gonna be with me next week brent is under my deck trying to clean out the critters i really appreciate him doing it for me um we'll check on his progress when i'm done here as always my friends you know i don't know if you're like me you know i feel like the you know you star children i just the electricity coming through me is ridiculous right now i feel like you should plug me into some kind of medical device and I would just pop it right now. The electricity that's been going through my body lately. It's like I fall asleep and I wake up and I'm like, bang idea. Let's go. Um, it's wild. I almost feel like I should be bottling these ideas for when they run out. Does anybody else feel that? Or is anybody else out there feeling like, cause I feel weird that I'm feeling this way. It's odd. I, I, I mentioned it. Cause I don't see a lot of people, but I mentioned my folks I mentioned my wife. I'm just kind of like, oh, that's cool. It's what like electro. It's no, 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 not like electro. You know what I mean? But is I just feel electric. And I love it. It's great. Like, I feel like I could run around the block. I probably couldn't, but I feel like I could. Anyway, if I could generate our house and save us some money, that would be, I'd try and do it for everybody, my friends. But I'm just curious if anybody else is feeling the electricity, man, if it's just me, because it's weird. Anyway, peace and love, my friends. Party on. Be excellent to each other. Good times, rad dudes. Brent. Miss you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, my guest, Brent Richardson, thank you very much. Everybody watching, cheers. I'm going to sneeze. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.